Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies. Uh, I talk about hacks, life hacks, hobbies. I've got a million hobbies and one. My favorite hobby of them all is video. Making video, shooting video, creating content, and capturing life as it happens. So I started this, this podcast about early this year. And in 2018, I decided I'm going to do something great. And I've been thinking about doing something for a while. And then turns out 2018 had to be that year because I turned 42. Because 42 is the answer, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I've reached out, I connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn. I've connected to a lot of people. I've attended uh, LinkedIn local events, met with people, spoke about videography using a mobile phone. And through this process, I met Vadim. Vadim. Vadim like waiter. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Vadim Gulik here. Uh, he's been doing photography for quite some time. And I love the work he's done. I, I, uh, I've followed his, his art, his um, creations on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I saw a lot of good stuff that you're putting out there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Vadim Gulik, lithographer, videographer, drone pilot, virtual reality, explorer, many hats. And uh, what I do is I do visuals and I deliver my clients' best looks through different mediums. My mission is to satisfy the world with the best image possible for, for your specific needs. And I do it through application of latest technology, best techniques, and, uh, and my expertise. Beautiful. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the funny part. So I, met, I connected with Vadim about a week ago, was it? Maybe about two a week, weeks. A couple of weeks. And couple of weeks. I was like, you know, we, we just started chatting back and forth. And I was like, I want to talk to Vadim because... He's doing what I want to do or what I wish I was doing for the past 10 years. And so I was like, you know, what better way than to go and talk to him? And, and we're talking. And now we're talking. And you're going to hear it out. You can check it out. <laughs> and uh, if you're interested in having a talk with me, please feel free to connect because I want to know what your story is. So, welcome, Vadim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Very nice to meet you. Pleasure. So my name is Junaid. I run the podcast, Hacks and Hobbies. I started this about a few months ago when I got into my hobbies of beekeeping. And I was like, I need to record this. I need to document this process. And why podcasting? Well, it, it was easier to capture everything that was going on. Uh, my education, um, going through the process of building off all of the equipment and getting it down to brass tacks, you know, getting it out there. So 
for the past three months, I've been just documenting the beekeeping process. But now I want to learn from other people what their hobbies are, how did they bring their hobbies from being a hobby to full-time, full hustle or main hustle, essentially. So I learned about you. I connected with you on LinkedIn. I've connected to you with you on Facebook. I followed some of the stuff that you're do putting out there, and I am absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, it's amazing. So Thank you. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell me, how did you get into this? So years ago, mm -hmm. back in Europe, I was doing acting for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I was doing hobby photography, and uh, I knew that I wanted to be behind the camera, create mm -hmm. my masterpieces, mm -hmm. be the master behind each masterpiece I yeah. create. Yeah. So when I moved to the States, I didn't go West Coast, didn't pursue any acting for a year. Mm -hmm. I've uh, dove into photography and video and creating beautiful imagery. Yeah, nice. So just right into what you love to do. Absolutely. How did you find the, like, that this would actually do it for you? Or? You know, that inner passion. In, inner passion, you know, that yeah. is what you've been born to do. So tell me, tell me more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my first time doing a video, video interview, being in front of the camera and all that stuff, right? Uh, other interviews I've done were uh -huh. being behind the camera. Right, the right. questions right. were already asked. You know, they already know what to say, and then you know, they're just putting these pieces together. Are you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Super nervous. Being on camera is not easy, man. No. It's not easy. Uh, you got to have somebody behind the camera who's yeah. going to work on you and relax you. And right, right. Expressions and, and uh, chewing you up, hey, you know. <laughs> and that's what you do with photography, right, when you're behind absolutely, the camera. Absolutely, absolutely. Lots of creation takes place before the record button is being hit yeah. or the shutter button to create that image. Yeah. I'm a creation believer, mm -hmm. and I believe that no accidents happen, you know, in, in photography. Mm -hmm. I create the mood, I create the body language, yeah, yeah. the composition, and uh, then when all pieces match, uh, that click or record button happens. Yeah. yeah. As if you were to imagine a Lego box yes. you, have, you have in your trunk. So imagine shaking that box, mm -hmm. and uh, you open it up, and all of a sudden a ship comes out, right? yeah. already made. It doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Same thing in photography and video. Uh, lots of directing and staging happens before the beautiful images come out. Yeah, I love it. Just to set this whole stage up it took us about an hour. Right? Something like that. About yes. some, something about an hour. It's like wow, this takes a lot of time. All the gear that you need to bring. You gotta make sure you gotta have the SD cards because I forgot mine. <laughs> One SD card. No worries, we'll get back up. <laughs> yes. And I figured, you know, who else to talk about photography and videogra videography uh, than you because you've been doing this for, for a while and this is somewhere that I want to go into as a professional or as a hobbyist. Um, I've had passion with video for a long time. The, the first camera that I used was an 8mm camera. That's not the typical 8mm camera, but it was a Sony or a Canon 8mm tape you pop in and then, nice. you know, you start recording. It's, the resolution is lower than DVD quality, right? 
but it was so much fun. You you're, you're setting up the scene and you're shooting. I was like, this is fun. And then somehow on, around along the way, I got into photography. Not sure I was using point and shoot photography, um, or point and shoot cameras, and um, I was just go for the shot. But I didn't like I didn't have this back end thought through. Like I didn't study the whole thing. Although there's no studying, it's all practice, right? You know, lots of shooting away is gonna is gonna happen. One of my favorite exercises was to actually mess with the settings, mm -hmm. like white balance, your uh, aperture, your shutter speed, and see what kind of mistakes you can make. Yeah. So that in real life, when something goes wrong, you know, in in an instant, how to uh, change it to the right settings and be uh, and be able to continue to shoot. Yeah. So, what's next? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> so you got the hobbies, you got into you know photography, you made it big, um, and now you're doing a lot of event photography. What type of photography? I do. My specialty is people. I believe if I work with people, I have to know how to make them look good and make them look their best. Uh, you know, all of us we walk through. You know the stores. We see these magazine covers, yes. and we want to look kind of this kind. Yes, yeah. you you want you want to look presentable, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I work with people who are not models, who are you know everyday people, business Every business people, mm -hmm. it's my job to direct and coach them on, on their body language and yeah. their expression. Mm -hmm. Figure out what lighting we're gonna use, what kind of uh, what is the message in the first place? Right. Uh, we'd be creating different types of headshots for somebody who's into hospitality business versus law enforcement. Uh, there is different messages we we are going to right, right. to to show. Okay. Absolutely. Nice. All right. So that is pretty awesome. So with photography comes how do you get the message across? Well, or how do you get people to notice? What you're doing, or what is what is one of the ways that you um, get noticed? You advertise your website set up. I don't even know why I'm going to that direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 word of mouth. It's it's mostly word of mouth. Yeah, I've I've done it all back in the day, advertising and Google ads and stuff like that. What I found for myself, mm -hmm. what works best for me is is a word of mouth yeah. and another emerging um, tool which which we can use is social media platforms yes mm -hmm. uh, it gives you exposure to thousands of people and uh, you never know somebody might be watching that right. piece at the given at the right time and they and they instantly gonna give you a call yeah now that's that's very true social media has come a long way I remember I was uh, just looking the other day through Facebook, and it said, you've been friends with your cousin for 11 years on Facebook. Nice. I mean, Facebook's been around for over a decade, right? Yeah, it's about to hit some puberty. <laughs> exactly, it's about to hit puberty. And what's, what's amazing is that it's growing. It's still growing. And um, where it's come around, like, initially, it was just all about connecting with friends. 
and then they introduced the business platform. And that's one of the reasons why it's still growing because there's two billion active users on Facebook. The advertising, advertising on Facebook is on point, right? So that's one way to get to your audience. You can dial in the specific people that are searching for photography, searching for they're, they're, they're either they have a, they're having a wedding, maybe you can even look at what's on their calendar. Are they going to a wedding in the next 30 days? Maybe they need a photographer. I don't know. There's a lot of I think they are in trouble if they need a photographer. I know, right? In 30 days. In 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be like, you know, I am attending a, attending a wedding, but I want a personal photographer for my, for my family. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Everybody's got makeup Everybody's on, their yeah. dresses on. Exactly. Why not have a shoot? And actually, it's a, it's a good practical tip. It is. It is very practical. And do your family shoot on the wedding day. On the wedding day, because you're already getting ready for a wedding. But don't miss a wedding. <laughs> don't miss a wedding. That's right. <laughs> Get there on time, because that's the other problem, right? So, in this past summer, I attended four weddings, and these are my my wife's cousins, my cousins. They're all getting married and, and everybody's getting dressed up and there's so many different things happening and you're like okay when's a good shot you're either either you're walking around with a camera or you're walking around with a baby on your hip right so it's one or the other i managed to have a strap and one camera on one hand and one baby <laughs> baby on the other hip managed to capture some good photos but anytime i wanted a photo of myself my family like, all right, who's going to, you know, you just have to hand your camera out to somebody else. Uh, and then you look at the photo, and there's so much ceiling in that photo. There you right? go. Right? So, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, you cut off half my feet, and, you know, there's ceiling. <laughs> so it is very necessary to have a professional, somebody who knows what they're doing. They'll capture you in a beautiful way. Capture you, and uh, before they capture you, uh, you know, there is two ways to go about okay. it. I recently put up a blog on my website, what a wedding photographer is, mm -hmm. based on my 10 plus years of experience yeah. and, uh, and philosophy. And there are many hats wedding photographers got to wear. Yeah. It's a portrait photographer, mm -hmm. it's a photojournalistic kind of photographer, yeah. food photographer, architecture photographer, yeah. product photographer, jewelry photographer, you name it. There is, yeah. there is a lot of skills, uh, you know, which go into photographing a wedding day. Mm -hmm. But the two most important skills are the portrait and the photojournalist. They go hand in hand. Okay. For example, for example, uh, the photojournalist part. Moments like little girl whispering sweet words into the bride's ear. With doing work for yourself, yeah. comes a very um, important factor is motivation. Oh yes, it's it's a, it's a very it's it's a, it's a very good thing. So first of all, it begins with a passion. You got to have lots of passion to do what you do, and that you run into OMG. <laughs> it's like I was, you know, and anybody who thinks of going, you know self-employed full-time you mm -hmm. think the goal is to have more time for your family yeah. for for traveling and stuff like it but what you end up doing is you work 80 hours a week so that you don't work for somebody else 40 hours a week that's that's, right. 
that's what you're going to be doing. That's right. And uh, in order to be motivated through that, uh, you know, be clear with your goals, with what is your personal why. Why do you? Why are you going to work double shifts a day to 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 succeed in in your own eyes, yeah. whether it's for your family or for other circumstances? So for me, it began with passion. I knew I wanted to be behind the camera. I knew I wanted to create beautiful images. My mission and vision is to actually satisfy the world with the best still in motion image through applying uh, best techniques and expertise and state of the art technology suitable for specific needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that goes hand in hand with headshots, with uh, event photography, video, drone, co commercial kind of projects. Mm -hmm. um, is that, uh, you know, I'm driven by satisfying and uh, delivering bat better and better and the best yeah. the best results yeah. possible for 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 the projects right and that motivation takes time to build up right <laughs> <laughs> consistency Con consistency you yeah. got to, you got to be consistent and uh, over the time you're gonna gain more and more skill uh, You'll be able to expand right. your uh, line of services that you do, get paid more, uh, land more, land more clients, and yeah. you know the reality is it's all in your hands. As much as you're willing to push and uh, put in it, and that's why you're going to be working 80 hours a week in order to achieve success. Yeah, and most of the times it's easy to do the 80 hours a week because you're not really leaving your home. You're working 80 hours inside your home. I mean, it depends on the events that you might have to go to. Now, um, another awesome uh, person that I've been following on LinkedIn is Eric Didier. Now, Eric, um, he is working 100 hours. And he says, you know, I only need four hours of sleep because I am loving what I'm doing on a daily basis, right? Oh, so yes. when you love what you do, you don't really feel like you're working because you're doing what you what you love to do. And you can spend hours and you, sometimes you can't even sleep, am I right? Because you have that, or, or I gotta edit that video, I gotta edit that sound, oh, I gotta yeah. edit all these photos, get them out there, get feedback because that's where the passion, you know, it lives, it, it, it reignites and and um, that's the feedback. Yes, I've had I've had days when I was shooting for 18, 20 hours straight. Mm -hmm. I get back home and then I want to just go through all my footage, yeah. go through all my shots. Because everything's fresh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, just you know just get that prep work done and get ready to to work on it the, the yeah. following day. Now another thing that we've we've been seeing. Um, with new college students is that they want to be, they want that entrepreneur label, the entrepreneur title in their name. But, and they're just coming out of college. Some people are dropping out of college, but is that the right way to go? Do they know exactly what they're going in, getting into? Speaking of education, um, I think it's a little bit overrated when it comes to the expectations mm -hmm. from it. Growing up, I was told, you know, just go to school, go through your uh, graduate degree, spend another six years, mm -hmm. and then 
you'll be set for life. Yeah. You'll get a job. The job will pay for your vacations, for your house, for your family, and you're gonna, you know, eventually retire and enjoy the life. Yeah. Uh, in reality, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, and uh, whether you have degree or not, you never stop learning. There is a lot of self development about your personality, your best applications on yourself, yeah. learning different techniques of your trade, being the best, and that never ends, that never stops. So if you're somebody who doesn't like studying, maybe entrepreneurship is not for you. Yeah. Uh, the school and being educated and self-disciplined doesn't end with, with the school. You won't, yeah. have, you won't have teachers to discipline you anymore. You won't have anybody to grade your work. Uh, you'll be your own accountability partner to to go through life yeah and that's 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 one hard thing um to swallow it's like okay and a lot of the times well the reason our parents told us that you know gotta go to school gotta get a good job and then you'll have it set for life well the problem is back in the 50s it made sense because um, your the schools are teaching you to be in a certain place for eight hours, so then you can replicate that when you're at work. You spend eight hours at school, you come home, you do whatever, you go to eight hours for work, you come home, so you're replicating, and it starts from a very early age, right? Preschool, kindergarten, you're teaching that same thing so now it's ingrained. But the system has changed so much. I mean, there's so many more ways that people can make a living and be well off than just going to school. But majority, I mean, school does get you to a point where you understand and open your mind. But is it for everybody? I don't know. You know, I wish when I was growing up that since my first grade, I was being put in a school where uh, I'd be just studying whatever I wanted to study. In my case, it would be only arts, photography, videography. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I dream and I imagine myself studying all of that since I was seven. And I would be kind of curious to see what would have I become yeah. by the age 18. Absolutely. I think I would have a lot more clue what I want to do with my life. And... Uh, it's just, it's just unimaginable, but it's good to dream sometimes. You know, you know, you have a really good point there because if you think about it, athletes, you think about musicians, they're started at a very young age. And for example, people uh, will, will send their kids to do piano lessons, violin, and you know, all these things. And kids who, will, who get really good at it is, is because they spend more time doing that on a weekly basis. They're spending 10, 12, 15 hours a week or mastering those things and by the end of 10 years there's their masters and they're playing in orchestras and, and that's their career now they really don't need to go to school um, school was invented or created to create workers for the for the industrial age pretty much the point you're proven by being a good student and i'm not about to discourage anybody no, 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 no. You, being you a good, got, you, a good it's, student it's very important as you can you can show up on time, don't miss, and uh, follow the rules, and turn in your your work, or your homework, or your work for a good grade, grades or a good for a good salary. Yeah. 
and the light is in, in life you want to go beyond that you, you want to be self-motivated you want to be self-driven you want to know what you want to do become good at it and uh, deliver the results yeah, it's very important because uh, those same skills those same um, things that you learn applies to entrepreneurship Absolutely. because when you are paying attention you're learning you're getting there on time you're showing up you get the work done if you're not showing up you're late then you're you know you're you then start to eat into your personality or eat into your credibility so self-discipline is is number one important uh, aspect to have when you don't feel like it when you things are not working out and uh, but you're gonna be pushing you gotta you gotta keep on pushing yeah, keep on pushing. and there will be times that you're bored which is fine which right? me, which means which means you gotta step up your game <laughs> and 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 expand and expand your horizons and see what else mm -hmm. is out there that you haven't uh, mastered yet yeah. and that's where hobbies come in right uh, if you're bored at work now, I had a I had a talk with a friend of mine yesterday, and he said, you know, I was really into music, and and sure it affected a little bit to what the work he was doing. You know, he's a computer programmer, but I, when when he comes home, he's playing playing a guitar. It affected a little bit because he was expanding in the direction that he was going, but you know, it still worked out for him. But there are most of the times you love programming, right? You love programming. You're programming at work. You're coming home. You're creating your own projects. It's good because you're focusing and you're expanding your mind in that specific area. Uh, and that's where hobbies can sometimes offload your brain because sometimes you want to spend time just organizing your tools. And when you're organizing your tools, you're using a different part of your brain which then lets your other part of the brain solve problems that you might have at work programming wise or photography wise or whatever it is that you're thinking another interesting thing that i saw um is we don't let our minds wander anymore you have so many distractions right it's easy to get distracted it's so easy to get distracted but just not just that i mean we actively distract ourselves by trying to be multitaskers when they were looking at, at our phone okay did I get in okay, you're, you're basically changing how your brain works and there was a study then that five ten years ago our attention span was about 15 minutes now it's down to about five minutes what did you say <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I think you got to text. Hold on. <laughs> I think you got to check. You got to you got to check what's going on. But but again, right? It it all comes down to: Are you able to overcome those distractions and be motivated and keep on going? Well, you know, when you're driven, uh, you know, there are when you look at the perspective perspectives in life. Um, Time is the most valuable asset that you have. You can make more money or more of anything else, but you cannot make more of time. You can make more of time. So and right. when you think about it that way, you, you just got to apply yourself best and not waste any time. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. That's so true. Um, when they say time equals money, 
That is not true. That is that is a lie being told to you because <laughs> time cannot be replaced. Money can. Money can be earned again. Yeah. Try, try earning another year or another 20 years. Time wasted. Um, man, there's so many tangents. There's so many levels to go into. I don't know which way to go anymore. We can go into personal development. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, personal development. Um, Speaking of being your best self, whether it's in your relationships or your business or other ventures in life, what I found useful for myself is diving deep into my personality, figuring out what I am, what triggers me, what uh, excites me, and uh, then applying my best uh, through different levels, you know, segments of, of my life. And... Uh, I come to find out that I am an ENCP, mm. and I like I like dreaming. I like big ideas. Mm. Ideas just pop into my head. You know, yeah, I don't have yeah. enough time to jot them all down. And then when it comes to execution, uh, it's it's a little bit different, a little bit different game when it comes to execution and making yeah. and making it happen. Mm. So knowing that, I I just train myself on. Uh, I already knew what's gonna what's the other message is going to pop into my head as right, soon as right. I start applying those ideas. And uh, I just I just had to figure out for myself what what, what to do about it. Because yeah. getting down to the routine work and actually making it happen is, my personality-wise, is not the best application of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting bored, probably that's what would make me, it makes, it makes me bored. I, uh, yeah. I like every day, everything new. Uh, that's why probably I do photography and video because, you know, I work with different clients all the time. It's different projects. Even two headshots, they're not created the same way. Yeah. There are different messages, different personalities we are bringing up. You know, two weddings are created the same as well. It's absolutely uh, different. And uh, once I brought in drones and uh, virtual reality, mm -hmm cameras I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with myself and yeah. and providing a whole range of different services and yeah. uh, and just having a good time at it very very you know it's it's funny i took i took the test the other day and uh -huh. it also showed me that i'm an entp my man right so i was like wow and i was thinking to myself if i had taken that test 15 20 years ago i would have been a totally different person because i was maybe i was an introvert <laughs> But um, thanks to Tony Robbins, thanks to Gary Vaynerchuk, they've helped open my mind in, in ways that I never thought was possible. And uh, having mentors is an excellent way. And a very important thing to have a mentor because if you look at professional athletes, they have coaches. Absolutely. Right? They are not professional. They didn't get to that level without external pushing mentorship so having mentors is, is an excellent way uh, to help realign where you're heading get one today get one today <laughs> and so how do, you, do you mentor do i mentor yeah. i i try <laughs> i've i've had uh i've had the opportunity to uh inform people about user experience because that's my main field user I've been doing that for about 15 years and I've get a, I get a lot of questions on LinkedIn 
and people just connect to me. It's like, I want to go into user experience. What should I do? What should I look into? So I tell them, okay, you need to subscribe to these guys. You need to take, to take these courses. And how long is it going to take you to get to where you want to be? I mean, everything requires time. Everything takes a lot of time to get to where you want to be. Um, lots of time. Lots of time, lots of effort, lots of, um, you know, it's not working out. What do I do now? Yeah. Um, just, just be ready for, for the roller coaster. And that's a beautiful part about it. It is. It is. There is, there is you know, no stability whatsoever. You just, and, you know, over some time, you know, you're going you're gonna to get used to it. And uh, the beautiful part is that you can expand and grow as much as you can handle or as much as you can dream. Yeah. And possibilities are endless. Speaking of, speaking of ENTP, mm -hmm. I took this test maybe 12, 14 years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really pay attention yeah. too much about, to it. But some years passed, and I reconnected with it again about five years in. And I was already doing photography. I was, you know, rocking and rolling it, mm -hmm. trying to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the funny part was that in it, in the description for the profession, it says uh, ENTPs are good to be photographers and lawyers. Wow. And I laughed. And sort of didn't get it at the first time. Photographers, well, I kind of get it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Lawyers, not so much. And it got me thinking for two solid days. And I started to actually get the point and see why it says lawyers. If you imagine a, uh, a trial, a case, uh, lawyers go against each other defending the case, uh, play in and out different scenarios what's going on and in my own mind what i do is i play both devil's advocate and, and you know and a lawyer yeah. so i throw in these cases at myself constantly photography the light the you know the video the mm -hmm. the speed the angles how many cameras am i going to use how am i yeah. going to process it how am i going to process it differently right. uh shall i use drones again you know the angles what's, what's happening in it how do i get to satisfy myself with with what i see and present it to the clients and have them fall in love with it i've been doing that for the past you know i guess all my life <laughs> Yeah, all, your life, right? all, all my life now that I know yeah. w what it is, but when it comes to photography and I'm on a constant, uh, you know, race on, you know, doing better and better and better and figuring out what's, what's, what's the next thing for me. How yeah. shall I yeah. process it? How shall I work with people? How shall I, you know, uh, satisfy myself? And I take myself on these trials all the time, figuring out if it's good enough or if it's just like, uh, you know, uh, last time and was, was, was the best way to improve it. Right. And uh, outside of photography, it also comes, it plays into the processes when uh, you, you run your business mm -hmm. and there is many hats in it. Yeah. You got to hustle, you, you're, uh, you got to do the sales, you're the marketing guy, you're uh, the editor, you deliver customer service, all, all of that plays in. And when it's just one you, uh, being an ANTP, it kind of helps out to find those shortcuts, yeah. very effective shortcuts, yeah, yeah. which work and which save you time so that you can, uh, you know, spend your time with family or mm -hmm. 
for a hassle more for a pick your pick your clients out for like yeah no that's that's absolutely true uh you get to deal with a lot of people and lawyers get to be, deal with a lot of people as well and um each case is going to be different are you same a lawyer? with photography i'm not a lawyer You're not a lawyer <laughs> but i know lawyers i know attorneys they're they are in my family <laughs> <laughs> do you debate? How often do you debate with yourself? I don't. I don't debate. You don't debate. I, I probably debate in my mind, but I haven't taken that deep dive, right? Um, and that's that's one of the reasons for that is because I am constantly breaking my own thought process by distracting myself, right? Mm -hmm. So, and at work, it's funny. They ask me, okay, so what's your new hobby this week? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm into beekeeping, right? Photography, videography is another one. I wanted to do stand-up comedy at one point. I joined the Toastmasters Club to do, you know, speaking. And every time they're like, dude, how many things are you going to do? Right? I did boat working. You know, I, I love to build stuff. Uh, I've got my own workshop. Smell of the wood. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Chisel. Yeah. Make something out of it. But Wadim, it was really awesome meeting you. Likewise, we, likewise. Uh, definitely it was a look forward to working with you in the future. You know, if you're on going on video shoots, photo shoots, whatever it is, I would love to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Hit me up. You know, uh, productions involve more than one person. Oh yeah. I'll be glad to uh, bring anybody on board. Awesome. So yeah, let us know, Wadim. Tell us. Um, how you pronounce your name? Because I keep I probably mispronounce your name. So the best way to figure out how to pronounce my name and remember it forever, it's Vadim. 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 Yes, Vadim. And uh, or Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. There you go. Vadim. There you but, go. Uh, now you know. Uh -huh. Now uh -huh. you know. And it's spelled V A D Y M. D Y M. If you can spell that first part of my name, you know, the last will pop up, and that's yeah. how you find me online. Nice. So, vadimgulik.com is where we can find um, more information about the photography and what Vadim does. And um, that's another episode of Hacks and Hobbies. Thanks for listening. Ooh.